Your inner geek wants to come out and play. But where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Hello and welcome to another awesome episode of PDG's Board Game Alliance. I am your host, Joey Short Roundies. Hey. Hey. That's an easy one. If you wow. screwed that one up, we would have to throw you out the window. I agree with you on that. That one was nice, clean, and easy. It's a good way to start off episode number 73. No screw-ups. With me, of course, is the great Josh Utley from the Omega Gamers. Hey, how's it going? Speaking of screw-ups, great. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go with, there's a joke in Nice, Clean, and Easy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Of course, also with us is Sean Everson of Think 12 Games. Oh, hey, hey. Unfortunately, uh, Vicky Barcelona is on assignment, so we will not be hearing from her today. She's on the worst assignment. <laughs> yeah, she's on a road trip with some kids. I don't know who decided that. Only all the way across the country. Only all the way across. Like, all the way like, across. all the way. Like, if you... Took a little dart and threw it, you'd figure out where yeah. she'd be on the other side. side. That side. Yes. Anyways, Josh, how can people get a hold of us? Ah, <laughs> uh, they can go to bjgeeknation.com, which now looks new and improved and awesome. Uh, for all the podcasts, blogs, interviews, videos, links, and more. More! Also, search Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, radio.com, and iTunes, where five stars are appreciated. They're appreciated and they're amazing. They are amazing. They're when I get mine in the mail, I'm just hoping they show up in the mail. Nobody sent me my five-star. Oh, <laughs> it's not an award or anything. It's no. just, uh, you know, you bought it off of, the, you know, Amazon.com. Yes. Ah, okay. <laughs> Participation trophy. Do you get to choose the stars? Like, you know, I don't know Haley like, Joel Osment. I don't know why Haley Joel oh, wow. is the first <laughs> star that comes to my mind. <laughs> He's still scarred from a game he played this weekend. <laughs> oh, no. What happened? What did you do, Sean? Uh, yes, lots, lots of death, lots of sadness. <laughs> oh, no. So... <laughs> You play it with BJ. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, let's get right into it, guys. Uh, we do have a nice little award for Excellence of Gaming, the Diana Jones Award. Yes, the Diana. Di- <laughs> I almost screwed it up, but you screwed it up. I did. Yes. <laughs> I screwed it up, and I've even been so far as to email this awards uh, program because finding out information. No, the Diana Jones Award is the Nobel Prize of board gaming. Oh, okay. So this is prestige. Yes, this is prestigious. This, in fact, is a Stanley Cup style. There's only one trophy. Oh, and you can only hoist one Diana Jones Award. You can only hoist one trophy. (laughs) But it's a super interesting backstory. Once upon a time, there was a tabletop RPG known as Indiana Jones, the role-playing game. Okay. It was universally panned as the worst use of paper in all time. Wow. (laughs) And so they thought what an award is appropriate? (laughs) They thought, let's burn all the copies. Okay. Okay. And out of the ashes, literally, if you look at the award, there was a piece of paper left that said Diana Jones, which they encased in that plastic glucomite statue-y stuff of the 80s and made... The Diana Jones Award. Huh. All right. Okay. And ever since then, they honor excellence in gaming. Now, that can be anything. That can be a designer like Eric Lang. He won before. 
Uh, tabletop. Will Wheaton's Tabletop won because of what that show did. So or, literally it can be anything in the board gaming world. Yep, it can be games. And last year it was actual play. So people playing games won an award for board gaming. Yes. That's, so did they do anything no, no, special? No, gaming. General gaming. Just gaming. Yeah. As uh, all things and all cons, board gaming will take over all. But they do honor <laughs> all gaming. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, actual play. So people streaming themselves playing board gaming, video gaming. Oh, so this would be like uh, if I went on Twitch and watched someone play a game during Extra Life yep. or anything like that. They were one of the winners. Oh, hey, look at that. So really, yeah. if you think about it, every time anybody Twitch streams, they can say, the award-winning show coming to you live on Twitch now, Joe's Basement. It's a great basement. <laughs> I mean, it's not muggy at all. It deserves an award. Diana Jones and- winning Joe's Basement. <laughs> Welcome to my basement. I have board games. <laughs> So what we got on uh, the old list for nominees then? Well, this year's the nominees are Dungeons and Dragons Art and Arcana, a book. A book. So this can be. Oh, this is probably more of the. Uh, this is a role playing game, obviously. If you guys don't know, Dungeons and Dragons from Wizards of the Coast. Thank you, Wizards. It's awesome. But I believe this Art and Arcana book is just an info and pictures book. The art of D and D. The. So the idea behind the stories they create for your quests. Yes. Okay, okay. So, uh, more research. I would have a link to actually look at this a little closer, but um, I'm now finding that is not on my page. Well, you know what that means? You've got to be creative just like in D&D. you got to think yep. for yourself, through, you know, put it in your head. You know, I imagine there's a dragon, maybe a dungeon. Possibly, quite possibly. Uh, you know, I played a little bit of Dungeons & Dragons. i got to tell you, it really does matter how good your DM is because you can't really get involved in the world if they just say, hey, you walked through a cave. What do you see? And I'm like, I, where are we? <laughs> Am I on an island? Because I'm confused. I'm not good at creating lore on the spot for a character. I'm good as like a, a party leader where I'm like, all right, we're going to go through the Tower of you know Doom. Let's fight. And then I'm like, I'm rolling, blah, blah, blah. But when someone's like, what does the Tower of Doom look like? I'm like, side note, Ooh. short round, you're going through the Tower a.k.a. a temple of doom. Wow. You know, that would have been really flavorful. See what I'm telling you about the Lord, Josh? This is why I'm bad at uh, it. You are amazing. But it's perfect, right? Uh, I, I like d and I'm not the greatest at it. I, I lose patience quickly because I don't roll well ever in d and I'm notorious. I've rolled more ones than any other person in the world. I have a solution for you sometime. Uh-oh. We'll, we'll, we'll talk later. Uh-oh. Wow, sometime I got a solution for you. <laughs> Is it a diet uh, without 20? Oh, a one on it? <laughs> looking at this, though, I mean, oh, there look looks so like the old red box cover, uh, only on a black book. So the red dragon with the barbarian on the cover. That looks awesome. A beholder. And some dwarves, it looks like, and some died getting mind flayed because <laughs> his eyes are rolling in the back of his head. You do not want to get flayed. Stranger Things season three. Shout oh, out. Wow, this is just nice art. And uh, oh well, discovers the history of uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Like they've got the old chainmail, like original style uh, Dungeons and Dragons cover. Uh, yeah, and uh, a couple pages in, you got Joe, can't say his last name, Mangan- Man- Manganello. Yes, Joe Manganello <laughs> standing in front of a picture of Queen Takesis with a draconian right in front of him because that's Dragonlance. That's second edition D&D. Oh, okay. And that's Dragonlance cool. is amazing. They get the Fiend Folio cover here. That was a great book as well. Oh, Stranger Things stuff. Probably referring to their, their uh, background on that. The amount of information that requires to play a campaign is crazy. I want this book. I'm sorry, we should be listening. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you want want things? Five stars? (laughs) Five stars. (laughs) Five stars, I want it now. 
Well, it makes sense why it's on this Diana Jones Award list then. Today on the podcast, this Josh looks at a book. <laughs> <laughs> we read with you the Reading Rainbow. You can actually get this book uh, on Amazon right now. Uh, you can get the hardcover for 25 and you can get the Kindle version for, you know, it's usually $5 less. Oh, $25 is a steal for that kind of art. Oh, too. yeah. And you put it on your, your, your iPad with that retina display, you've got nice images. Oh, I like that. Well, I would never screenshot them and use them for backgrounds. No, who <laughs> would do such a thing, Josh, Batman, Utley? Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, we do actually have a game on here I'm seeing, though. Uh, we got a couple games Ooh. on here. Uh, one is Holding On, The Troubled Life of Billy Kerr. Billy Kerr. I don't know about this one. Is he in a hospital? The reviews have been... Yeah, he's like in a coma and you have to go through his past. Oh, jeez. And it's troubled. Yeah. As the title uh, says. Yeah, like Josh was saying, so basically Billy Kerr is this patient in a hospital ward and he's in a coma. And so you're basically taking the role of nurses and the hospital staff that's taking care of him and you are able to... um, get glimpses of what was going on with him uh, with these cards and these cards are basically just pictures and they give you a bit of a clue and so you're trying to just kind of piece together information as best you can Uh, the longer you can keep him alive and keep going you can start to uncover more about what was going on in his life and he's got some really interesting things in his history Um, while I haven't played it myself uh, a lot of the gameplays that I've seen and pictures I've seen make it look really interesting that's crazy. I'm looking at it, and it's almost like uh, you're building a puzzle while trying to save someone in a coma. <laughs> yeah. And it's a t- team-oriented, I guess, it looks like. It is a cooperative game, for sure. Huh. And it, I mean, I've never been a nurse before, but i got to imagine keeping someone alive in a coma is not the easiest thing in the world to do. I think what's great about why it got the nomination is, and Sean played another game this weekend that I think is along the same lines, it's another level of game where the story is far more impactful than you might think going in, where it leaves you thinking about the story. Not, yeah, we had a fun time rolling dice, but the actual, wow, that, that's an interesting life, or that's interesting what could happen in that story if it had evolved. So do you get more replayability out of this, or is it just one storyline? It's that the same storyline, so I mean, it's not going to change. Uh, the amount of information do you get might help you but once you figure something out then it's kind of kind of one and done in that sense because that's what I was thinking if it's one and done I could see it actually not being a bad one and done game if you always show it to someone new that way they have to kind of figure out the story on their own but I mean there are some games that you only play once which is never a bad thing it's gotten kind of mixed reviews from the gameplay because um, from what I've seen, some people aren't super big fans of the gameplay, that it's uh, it's a, a little wonky, but it's very different. Uh, so that's, I think, one of the things that really makes it stand out is it's not your uh, your common gameplay that you're going to see it, you know, in a game where you just play some worker placement, dudes on a map and stuff like that. This is something very, very different that they tried to do. I like the idea of a cooperative game that has a lot more mystery in it so that it's not just we're fighting something like Pandemic where you're clearly just trying to stop a virus, for instance, right? This is a game more about what's going on and your your enemy is essentially a lack of information. Therefore, you don't get alpha sometimes because right. we know you can get alpha pretty easily in cooperative <laughs> games. Yes. Uh, next up is The Mind. We've heard this one. The Mind has won a few awards already this year and this is the... Play cards one to a hundred. Don't, Don't say, say anything. Say anything. <laughs> Be quiet, kids. 
I, I swear, I feel like every person that's put this game on a list or an award list or anything like that has been like, God, I gave it to my kids and it was the best 30 minutes of my life. <laughs> they didn't say a thing. Uh, and then last up is Starcrossed, a role-playing game by Alex Roberts, published by Bully Bullpen, Bully Pulpit Games. Excuse me. The Pulpit. This game is you develop characters who are irresistibly drawn to each other. You develop them? Build a world that keeps them apart. What, what you're, so we're making Romeo and Juliet? Yeah, with Jenga. With Jenga. <laughs> kind of. Have you heard of, uh, there's a game that's out there, you don't really buy the game, you just download the rules off the website, but uh, you said you're playing a role-playing game using Jenga, and anytime you have to do, instead of doing a roll check, like, hey, roll a d20, what you do is you draw a piece out of the tower and place it, and if it doesn't fall over, you are successful. But if it collapses, you are unsuccessful. So they use Jenga as the die-rolling mechanic for the game. That's genius. So this takes that concept and takes it like another step forward where you have a two-player role-playing game. And like Josh was saying, it's using Jenga as the main driving mechanic. Huh. Okay. So it's just used for the checks then essentially, not actually like doing anything besides, you know, normal Jenga. It's like, okay, you you come to a river. Does your horse survive the river? And you're like, yeah, you pull a Jenga piece out. If it does, you're good. And then if the Jenga piece falls over, I assume that means that you then rebuild it up again, right? Well, in, if the tower falls, your characters are acting on their feelings. Uh, you decide what happens. The rules will tell you what that means. Uh, how many bricks you've pulled will determine if your love is doomed, triumphant, or something in between. This is a very fun take on that old game they used to play you know, way back then when you were a kid. We were like pick rose petals or whatever. And like, oh, she yeah. Love me, she loves me. Does she not? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Instead, it's Jenga style. And that I got to imagine that would make fun. Olive Oil's song very different in Popeye. <laughs> Just in the middle. <laughs> I don't think she loves me not. I don't think she loves me. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. So, what are the actual, like, what do they make you do in this game? Besides, uh, piece, um, the tower may never fall if you make it through the final scene and the tower is still standing the characters never act on their feelings sometimes that's the right thing to do wow interesting it goes heavy role playing yeah in there in that jenga thing so if you really get into it and you if you as your story develops you're like yeah i want this but this is best Interesting. Wow, you know, I've never seen a game like this, and never in my wildest dreams would I have thought that Jenga would have been a way to roll dice. <laughs> so I give them props. I like the idea. I mean, I think it might be a little awkward if we all played together, because I'm not trying to fall in love with any of you right now. But, you know, considering hey. you're both married, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's a new world, man. Well, I mean, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Thanks for including me in your group, guys. <laughs> uh, Starcrossed. So very, this is a really interesting mix of games, right? So we've got Starcross, the two-player role-playing game. We have The Mind, uh, which is kind of a group, uh, a group game where nobody talks. Uh, holding on, The Troubled Life of Billy Care, which is a cooperative game of trying to discover a guy's past. And then the Dungeons & Dragons Art in a Can, which is the history, visual history uh, and text history of Dungeons & Dragons. It's a really interesting mix of things. There's no, like... Make your choose. Oh, wow. Uh, if I had to choose... I mean, Dungeons & Dragons is the book that I want to get, but I don't think it stands out as something really unique and different compared to everything else on here. So I would have to give it to Starcrossed. 
Nice, nice. I personally would go myself with holding on just because I want to see what they do with the whole building a story. Does it have replayability? Am I going to murder BJ when he tries to kill us in a coma? <laughs> I want to know everything. <laughs> holding on. Joey's new life of BJ book. Yeah, right. <laughs> or game. No, don't get me off of the plank. I don't want to walk. <laughs> I'm going Dungeons and Dragons. There's nice. so much history there and it doesn't just like it's not this dry like in Billy or Gary Gygax did this and da 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 it's modern it talks about modern fifth age stuff it talks about stranger things I uh, I actually and then art it, art is amazing oh, and yeah. I saw a picture of Takesis and for people who are more into the modern Tiamat same thing um, <laughs> but art is amazing so I'm going that's my prediction Dungeons and Dragons Art and Arcana can't go wrong with a dragon I can't blame you there well next up we actually have another great board game list but this one is more of a preview because Gen Con 2019 is coming up yes it's very close now so if you're going to Gen Con enjoy yourself I will wave to your plane as it soars <laughs> off into the distance a little jealous probably a little is a word <laughs> It, you can use, use it to describe that just a yeah, little yeah. bit. Um, we're going to simplify the list a little bit because, as Josh pointed out to me earlier today, uh, the list goes on and on and on, There's just like the song. over 500 just on this list, and not every publisher is participating in this list. Wow. <laughs> and these are just Gen Con uh, releases and demos. Man. We're, we're going to focus on releases. Releases, things that you might be able to find, you know, things that you're going to want to be able to play. 15 years ago, have you told me that there was going to be a list of over 500 board games for a single year? This is kind of a down year. And this is a down year. Yeah. This is 2019, guys. This is the, the new future we were all dreaming of. There are dice in literally everything. <laughs> dice are amazing. Uh, yeah, so there's some that we've, we've talked about because a lot of these are Kickstarters that have, are ready to release at Gen Con. Uh, but one I'm looking at, me personally... Black Angel. Oh, I had brought that one up myself. That one looks amazing. Well, obviously there are a lot of pieces, which is the great part to any good board game. You got to have a lot of pieces. Uh, it kind of looks like, uh, what is it? Do you call this? Hold on, I got this. Hexagonal. <laughs> did I do it nice. right? You did. Good job. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's, there's, everyone has a unique board piece that they get for themselves. There's a hexagonal board piece in the middle and then a square board piece as another uh, I guess area control worker placement it looks like I see a lot of die I don't know exactly what you're supposed to be doing in this game Josh One. well neither do I because the first video I found is in French French I know French <laughs> omelette du fromage <laughs> one cheese omelette please sir thank you Dexter Slide before already for teaching me one line of French when I was eight it, uh, it, I never forgot it well what it looks like uh, the, what I can get from the color description is that it's a uh, 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 ship that is built to go do something, but all the world agrees it needs to happen, but it'll take too long, so no people are on the ship. It's all ran by robots. Yeah, it looks almost like a, a Firefly ship meets like a little bit more steampunk, a little bit more maybe even 80s. It's got a nice like pink and purple and blues, dark black. It, it, it feels Pandasaurish. Pandasaurish Rex. No? Uh, <laughs> there are no humans, as you said. The little meeples are robots. And they have little mechs. It does look cool. There's little uh, there's ships. Uh, there's uh, a lot of tokens, some meeples, like you said. Uh, about 800 pictures of the box cover on what I'm looking <laughs> at. Oh, yeah, this looks uh, cool custom dice. Yeah, I'll be interested to play this one. I want to check this out. 
Yeah, I mean, the board's huge. It looks like there's a lot to do, but it doesn't look overly complicated, which I know sounds odd, but usually they give you more pieces, and the pieces kind of more have similar abilities. I think that's what's going on here, because yeah. the dice have numbers and stars, and that's really about it. And then you have your own little cheat sheet board. But the, the little miniatures actually look really good. The ships are incredibly detailed. So I don't think you're going to be uh, going wrong with that one anyways, Josh, even if you have to learn French to play it. Wee <laughs> uh, wee. We oh, wow. <laughs> you got one on this list, Sean, that catches your eye? Uh, there's uh, f- So if you're looking to pick something up to buy, uh, this whole list, list is demos as well as things that are available for sale. Uh, so for things that are available for sale, I definitely point people to Shikoku and Point Salad. Uh, point Salad was designed by one of the local Seattle uh, folks that we're good friends with and uh, is available by AEG. It's a, um, it's a card collections at collection game where you're getting points uh, from lots of different sources point salady uh could you say carrots <laughs> well, and there are vegetables on the card so it really like plays that you know pine level of, of point salad um really cute game and uh, shikoku is a very interesting game we played recently where it's a racing game where you're racing to the top of a of a um, of a temple you don't want to be the first and you don't want to be the last. You want to be second place or next to last. I would like to say that game has a long ladder to it. I felt the it was just right because the first three rounds, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> but then it clicks, and it's not too late for you. Then you're like, okay, well, if I catch up here. It was brain-burning at first, but super simple. Yeah, it's really easy to play. You're basically just going to play hack hard, and you're setting up numbers, and you want to try it again. You want to be the second and the f- and next to last when you're placing these numbers, usually, uh, because sometimes you don't want to move, sometimes you want to move. Really, really cool game. Uh, that's two that I would point people to. That's pretty cool. I like that idea because, uh, obviously, most games want you to be first. Yeah. <laughs> that's how they're designed. This one uh, makes you think a little bit more in terms of, well, what if... Josh plays a five, Sean plays a four, and I play a three. Will I be last? And then the next thing you know, oh, there's a special thing here. Now Josh is last, I'm middle, and well. Well, and when you're placing your card last, you can actually force people into taking moves that they weren't wanting to. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So there's a little bit of strategy there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because second and fourth don't move, and you're like, well, okay, I'll be... I'm pretty sure they're not going to play that. So I'll put down this. It'll get rid of it. It's a six. I won't actually move. And then they play something totally unexpected. Like, oh, look, I'm now walking six. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, this sounds like the best game to play with BJ because BJ always has that idea in his head where he thinks he knows what everyone's going to play. <laughs> and I always think I know what he's going to play. And he'll, he'll be like, all right, like, BJ should play a four here. This makes sense. And everyone will do what they're going to do. And I'm like, yes, perfect. Right now, where's BJ's four? And it'll be like a one. And I'm like, what? A one? What is that going to do? And then I'll look. I'll be like, oh, of course, the one. The number that makes me first. <laughs> well, the, other, the other fascinating part about it is that you're drafting cards that are already played. So you know most of what is going into people's hands. So like if a really low card, like a one, one is always going to get to go first. And that's the one that's guaranteed to help you move. So if Josh takes it, I'm like, okay, I know that's in his hand. At some point, he's going to want to play that. So I have to kind of keep that in mind or the highest card. Um, but then there's one that's going to get pulled out. So you see cards that are going out. And you're like, well, okay, these cards have been pulled. So the, I can disregard those for now. 
but then there's one card that gets brought in that's off the top of the deck, so you don't know. So it's got a really nice mix of there's some hidden information, but there's some card counting and, and public information that you know about if you're paying attention. Oh, that's a lot of fun, too. And then you don't know until the reveal, obviously, yeah. for each round. And then, oh, man, they got a race, but you don't want to be first. What happens to the guy who gets top, to the first, uh, top first besides losing? He loses. Oh. That's the end of the game. Pop his there's tire another and side just and down. just sort of kick. <laughs> He's the one who falls for the trap. Yeah. It gets exploded, and then you yeah. just mosey on in and just, take all the gold. Just run out there. We'll see where they're at. Don't worry. We'll catch you coming. Booby traps don't exist. Not at this <laughs> temple. Uh, war machine. <laughs> all right. Uh, I have another one that I'd like to talk about really quick because I'm wondering where it is. Because okay. I think I, this one I backed kind of end around to back it. In other words, Sean, where's my Reavers of Midgar? Yes, I'm wondering too. It's in the mail. Reavers of Midgar. (laughs) I want it it as well. I backed Uh, it. It's by Gray Fox Games. It's a follow-up in the world of Champions of Midgar. It's Reavers of Midgar. The Reavers of Midgar, you'll be looking to gain glory by raiding nearby villages for their riches, sacking well-fortified castles, and battling both man and monster on the open seas. You'll not only need to take your rowdy crew of Vikings and the food needed to keep them happy along for the ride, but you'll also have to recruit a crew of elite warriors, the Reavers. Dun, dun, dun. So, a lot more boats in this game, but Vikings! Uh, everyone loves a good Viking. Yes, and uh, there will be a playmat with this, and a playmat for another game I have that I'm still waiting for, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, I'm, I'm apologizing. This, this is your fault, <laughs> sir. Do we have to grow our beards out for Viking games? Yes. All right, I'm in. And and we wear happy horned helmets. But and we, a beer. Can you say, <laughs> yeah. can you say oh, the yeah. name of the game again? Uh, uh, Reavers of... Midgard? Oh, okay. I was wondering if there was a D at the end of that word. Well, there's a D in this room, but... <laughs> wow! <laughs> Where? <laughs> it's a silent D. Well, that's right, what well, I've been told. Ick. I, w- I wish he would be. <laughs> Whoa! There's some really good uh, stuff that you can demo as well. Uh, Alter Quest, which is the Hero Quest, essentially, uh, reprint. That's out for demo. That's never actually been said. Let's let's be honest here. Come on, it's it's Hero Quest. Yeah, uh, it's daily, our friends Daily Magic uh, is going. They're going to be there with some of their new Valeria stuff. That's pretty awesome. Uh, a game that we talked about on our quick starter called The Refuge, uh, cooperative game where you're trying to uh, basically not get killed by this giant kraken that's out there. Uh, that's uh, going to be up for demo. Called the Mountain King, where you're a bunch of trolls uh, going through and. Uh, <laughs> Are you on a troll. podcast and you're constantly giving everybody else a hard time? Yes. Oh, I like this board game. Hold on. Are there mics involved? <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Uh, what I'm curious to know is, Joey, you're yeah. a little more newer to it. Yeah. What catches your eye? Two things. So obviously, a nice box. Like uh, you said, Black Angel caught my eye immediately because of the the nice box. It's got a different color scheme. Meeples, of course, are always obviously on my mind as well. So when I see a box, I kind of go for both. Meeples on my mind. <laughs> Sorry. So the one that came, the one that I also saw on this list is Terror Below because it has a huge Dune Meeple. Oh, yes. Or what I call the Dune Meeple because it looks like a giant centipede sand No, no, no. Really look at it. What What is Terror Below to you? Terror Below is is Dune? No, no, no. No? No, no, no. no. Grappoids. 
Grapoids? Terror Below is Tremors. Tremors, thank it's, you. It's Tremors, yes. not Tremors. It's Tremors, not Tremors. <laughs> it's Screamers or Boomers as they put on these cards, apparently. <laughs> look, look at the main character. Does he look like anybody okay. you might know? Yeah. <laughs> He's got a really deep V. I'm just going to say that. V-neck for those of you who are wondering what I mean by that. <laughs> uh, Valentine. Oh. <laughs> Will you be mine? But, uh, yeah, so when I, I saw this, I was like, well, you know, I mean, if I had a meeple to pick for all these games I've seen, that one's got to be the best. I do. Uh, little Birdie sent me a picture this weekend uh, from a late night tabletop. Spencer got his copy Ooh. already, and this is like months. That's it. Months. So, yeah, this this came remarkably quick. Spencer, who has made a guest appearance on this lovely podcast. Guest hosting for when Sean dies. <laughs> yes. Sean, <laughs> can we check your pulse? Beep. Uh, it's feeling a little weak. <laughs> He's back. Sean. Beep. <laughs> You're here. No. That, that is a good eye, because you kind of, you were quick scrolling, trying to find some good stuff that caught you, and you got Terror Below. That is good. Right. Yeah. Instincts are on point. Yeah. I can tell what kind of game is going to have a good meeple, <laughs> and that's the one with a really good bad guy or big enemy, usually. Well, much deeper in this list, as I was scrolling, I saw a game... I forgot to mark it, though, so I can't find it right now. There was a war elephant on the cover. Where? Well, hold on. And it wasn't the one we talked about on the Kickstarter. Really? You didn't mark the war elephant? No, but I did just send you on a fishing expedition. Yeah, you did. (laughs) I am deep in the fishing game now because I cannot find this, and I want to know where my war elephants are at because I'm going to trample Josh with them. Huh. You just gave me a thought. Wharf elephant. Wharf elephant. I heard wharf elephant. (laughs) Okay, hold on. Hold on. That could be two things. Halloween, I'm going to go as a wharf elephant. That could be anthropomorphic elephants that work down on the docks. They're wharf (laughs) elephants. They help bring in the boats. (laughs) Or uh, chief of security elephants. Okay, that's a great one. It's 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 wharf with a really long elephant nose. Yep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Everyone has to wonder what oh, happened. The chief of security on the Orville, the temporary one that came in that had the elephant, the nose that connected Boom. to his stomach. Yes, that's a wharf elephant. That's a wharf elephant. We ha. did it. Pay us. <laughs> See, this is why, no, guys, no we are geniuses at board games and deduction and everything nerdy. <laughs> and elephants. War elephants, in particular. <laughs> when playing with war elephants, play nice. Ha-ha! They will crush you if you don't. Or mostly just Josh right now. Yeah. <laughs> Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. VNW.club. 